0: You're listening to the Wild Cards, an NFL podcast where we'll discuss everything from team trends and player performances to the week's best bets and fantasy football. I'm Pasquale Petanicchio, and I'll be joined shortly on the other line by Alex Theodore. This week is a special mid-season episode. We're going to look back on our preseason predictions and make a new set of predictions for the second half of the season. Thanks for listening. Let's get started.
1: FaceTime me.
0: There was an accident. <laughs> uh, yeah,
1: you, you sound better on. You sound better through
0: yeah? here. You sound better too. Should we get to it?
1: Let's get to it, sir.
0: Okay. So uh, I guess let's start with a little uh, a little hindsight here, and um, <clears throat> it's the it's the midpoint of the season, so it's as good a time as any to look back at our preseason predictions, uh, see see what we hit on, what we didn't hit on. So, uh,
1: I, I was pretty impressed with our team selection, sir.
0: Yeah, I think I uh, we we're
1: gonna look back and, and have plenty of things to make fun of each other about, but I'm pretty, pretty impressed by our, by some of our picks.
0: Yeah, I thought the same thing when, uh, when I said we're gonna do a, a mid season predictions and, and look back, and I, I thought we could have a laugh at our, our early season predictions, and uh, now I think I'm just gonna pat myself on the back a lot today. <laughs> it's a good feeling. <laughs> it is a good feeling. I mean, so. My picks for, for teams that were going to do better, I took the Raiders, Steelers, and Giants. I think, you know, technically speaking, I, I think I can say I'm 3-0 and in those, but it's not the strongest 3-0 and in history. I'd say it's closer to like a Ravens 2016 3-0 than a Pats 2016 <laughs> 3-0, but I'll take it.
1: Yeah, yeah. You're, it's, I didn't know the Giants only won six games last year. I didn't realize that when I checked it Yeah, the it Giants were bad. So four and three, that's that's definitely a win. And the Steelers, I mean, they're they're on pace, I guess, for ten and six. So,
0: well, a... and you took the Raiders too, right?
1: Yeah, I had the Raiders. I took the Raiders, the Bills, and the Titans. So the Raiders have already surpassed their win total from last year.
0: Yeah, I mean, look, they they, you know, at the midway point now, they they've got the second, they're tied with the second best record in the NFL, right? They're neck and neck with the Broncos at the top of their division. Um, and you know, I, like, I think we both thought Derek Carr was going to be, you know, keep progressing and he definitely has. I think we got that one right. He's been, uh, he's been carrying the team, making plays, uh, stats are looking good. He's up in the top five in passing yards, you know, throwing a lot of TDs. I, I really like I've really liked him and, and Amari Cooper playing together this year. Uh, they were good last year, but they've they've kind of like taken another step forward, and I think they're one of the best like wide receiver quarterback duos to watch on a weekly basis.
1: And, and Crabtree's a good complementary receiver.
0: Yeah, he's just got great hands, and he comes in and, big in big moments when everybody's focusing on Cooper. Yeah. But and uh, five
1: TDs so far.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Because I think Cooper only has Cooper only has one or two I think this year so far. So. Crabtree's finding, finding the end zone. I'm, yeah. I'm impressed with them so far, and their defense has to get a little bit better. I know. that's I Refuse to believe that it stays this bad.
0: That's where I dropped the ball a little, I think, because part of my prediction, I talked about that defense getting better, and I, I agree with you. I don't think it can keep being this bad, but Khalil Mack's been a big disappointment. I thought he was going to really be an elite defender, and I really thought bringing in Bruce Irving was a smart move to have that those bookend rushers, and it was going to create like a dynamic pass rush, and it just has not been there.
1: But still eight games for them to figure it out, so...
0: Yeah, that yeah. That can always happen. They've uh, they've got a whole second half of the season to figure that one out. Yeah. And then uh, Steelers, I mean, the Steelers are arguably in a better position than they were last year, just because the Bengals aren't as good, right? Uh,
1: yeah, they, they're leading the division at this point, whereas last year the Bengals were leading the division...
0: Yeah, last year they were 4-4 four and, four and the Bengals were undefeated. And, and yeah. you know, they're, they're the thing with the Steelers is they're kind of like in the same position where they're playing shorthanded on offense. Uh, big Ben's missed a couple games to injury. Uh, they, you know, they didn't have Le'Veon Bell all season last year. They didn't have him all season this year because of a suspension. And, you know, they, they picked up uh, Ladarius Green in the offseason, which I thought was going to be a big tight end acquisition. But he's been hurt for most of the year. Um, Sorry, Joey. Yeah, sorry, Joey. <laughs> Mind you, he drafted three tight ends, so...
1: Yeah, but that's... I'll take the blame for that one for missing the draft.
0: Yeah, yeah. That one's on you. <laughs> yeah,
1: that would never happened with, with with my coaching hand there.
0: But, uh, yeah, I don't know. I just... I can't... Um, uh, I can't say that the Steelers are worse off than they were last year just because the Bengals have been so bad. And then, like I yeah, said... It's the, the, the Giants had six wins last year they've got four this year I mean they were sitting kind of in the same position last year at this time but they were losing a lot of close games and you know the only thing with the Giants is um their, their their defense is just as bad as it was last year. Like
1: And Eli Manning is worse than last year. He like is. They're 4-3, but it's not an impressive
0: 4-3. No, not at all. Not even close.
1: And they've, S- got one, they've got 1-3 in the last four games. So
0: Yeah, and I mean, the biggest reason why I picked them to be better was because... I mean, I, I, I remember saying that I'm not the biggest fan of building through free agency, and I'm really not, and I kind of wish I would have stuck with my philosophy of that's a <laughs> shitty way to build a team. But I thought with the money they spent on D they had to be at least marginally better than they were last year, and it doesn't seem to be the case like at all.
1: Yeah, they don't impress me at all right now, and I don't I don't I don't see them catching. I mean, unless Eli completely turns around, I, I don't see them coming anywhere close to catching the Cowboys right now.
0: No, I think I think the Cowboys have that uh, you know, I guess we'll talk about that when we do our division picks. But yeah, yeah. The Cowboys uh, definitely have a leg up on them for sure. Uh, your picks weren't too bad either. The Bills are, are looking better than they did last year, no?
1: Well, we're we're four and four on pace for eight and eight, like like exactly like last year. We're consistently around that seven and nine, eight and eight, nine and seven area. I I, um,
0: I think the Bills look better though. I mean, the defense has been better. It feels like Rex Ryan has figured out yeah. a way to manufacture pressure without necessarily having the pieces.
1: If uh, honestly, uh, the Ravens losing to the Ravens week one, losing to the Jets week two. I mean, those were two losses that really hurt. And uh, but I've been I've been impressed with how they've been able to do what they what they've done so far with so many injuries. That that's the one that um, like I look I looked up Tyrod Taylor's stats and he has the 27th most throwing yards so far this season, but
0: yeah but he's been throwing to nobody
1: exactly because we've just been injured and and battered down and now mccoy's been out and you know it's just it's just been one thing after the other so
0: yeah the game considering
1: all that i i feel i feel optimistic being four and four i also think that will be four and five after this week but um hoping the bye week does uh, some good and you know make a little run down the stretch and Hopefully, beat uh, beat some of the teams that we have coming up and well, sneak into a wild card spot. I th-
0: I don't think that's outside of the realm of possibility. I mean, I think the AFC West is definitely going to have at least one wild card team, but out, outside AFC of the AFC West, West...
1: Is, is the best team in, is the best division of football right now.
0: Yeah, I think by a, a fairly wide margin too.
1: Like every team in that in that division can beat. Teams in other divisions easily,
0: and they're all like, I think playoff caliber teams.
1: The Chargers beat the Falcons on the road. Yeah, like, um, they, and they're three and five. So,
0: and and a lot of their really losses quite, are are really tight losses, right?
1: Yeah, tight losses and losses within the division.
0: Yeah. So. You know, I I can definitely I think it's going to be interesting to watch the Bills on the stretch if they get healthy, especially if McCoy comes back 100 percent and if they can get some actual wide receivers to be on the field as opposed to throwing to Brandon Tate and some guy named Powell I think it was Powell
1: yeah Powell I don't know he, he made a
0: ridiculous from, catch but <laughs> I was like who the heck is this guy like I, I, don't, I don't I don't know man and
1: and hopefully and our our third wide receiver Marquise Goodwin can come back too that would just be nice to have somebody that's Anyways, yeah. So I hope I hope we get healthy. That would that would help a lot. And then my other pick, the Titans, four and four. I'm pretty proud of that one. Like I said, they're they've already surpassed their win total from last year, and they're one game out of first place.
0: So, uh, that is. We'll talk about the AFC South a little later. But Jesus,
1: my ten and one niece would come through on that one. I'd be quite happy.
0: <laughs> um, okay, let's take a look at the teams that we said we're gonna we're gonna take a step back. Um, I think I nailed these ones. I went three for three and a solid three for three, not a Ravens like three and zero. Um, the 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 one I'd say is probably the weakest is the Broncos pick. But
1: I, I I don't think the Broncos took a step back, Junior. I can't give you that one.
0: Yeah, well, technically speaking, they were eight and zero at this point last year, and they're six and two now.
1: Yeah, but they're still on pace for finishing 12 and 4. So you yeah, it's okay. Take a fine, I'll back.
0: take I'll take the L but, there. I'll take the L there.
1: You, but but your other two, dead on. Yeah, dead on. I got to give you those two.
0: Yeah, like I took the Jets, and my reasoning for the Jets was that Revis was gonna take a step back. Revis is ta- taking a step back. All that. And I said Fitzpatrick was due for a bad year because he never has two good years in a row. and, and Called that. And, you know, he was coming off a career year. There was no way he was going to get anywhere near that. So those two things have been right on. I got to say, I thought Forte wasn't going to be as good as he's been, but I don't think it matters considering everything else that's going wrong for the Jets right now. And it doesn't look like they're going to have a decent season. And then the cards. I took the cards to take a step back. I think... Um, you know, they're definitely one of the most disappointing teams this season. Uh, in the off season, a lot of experts were choosing the cards to be the okay. NFC representative in the Super Bowl. So I'm clearly smarter than all the experts. Um, <laughs> we already knew that. that. That one we already knew. But I mean, again, so my reasoning there was just that, you know, uh, John Michael is coming off. coming off a career year and it was yeah. a statistical anomaly for him. He's, you know, usually way worse than what he was last year and he has regressed to his usual self um you know that was a that was a super dangerous offense last year and uh they i mean i'm pretty sure david johnson is like 85 of the offense this year like palmer can't get the ball downfield he's uh i don't know i think but he
1: has not stopped trying
0: he's not stopped it's, trying but it's incredibly inefficient it's, it,
1: i know it's ridiculous how often he throws a ball 20 or 25 yards down the field trying to hit an open guy and being nowhere near being complete
0: i gotta say i really hate gunslinger type quarterbacks i know like a lot of people love the deep ball and this and that but like you got to keep your offense on the field you got to turn out those first downs the best offenses in history have all had efficient quarterbacks and I, I just these guys like you'll you'll have like one or two great seasons where you connect on deep balls but palmer if this you know if he's not hitting guys on a deep ball he's completely useless. He's got yeah. a guy like Larry Fitzgerald that's probably open on every play, and he, he can't hit him. He should just be moving the ball down the field know, in chunks. He's got one of the best running backs in football right now. The, for that, that offense to be as bad. That's what
1: the West Coast offense was built upon, was, was the short throws and letting the receivers and your playmakers make plays once the ball's in their hand. And and that's the West Coast offense has become every team's offense. Yeah. That because it's the best way to do it except Carson Palmer is I don't know trying to prove something and it's clearly not working out for them
0: nope All right, who did you, My, uh, uh, who'd you take
1: I had the Colts taking a step back the Vikings and the Patriots so uh, one for two <laughs> I guess <laughs> the Vikings after their last two losses I'm not sure how I feel about them but um, the Colts I think we could we could say that that one's a that one's a check mark because three and five and just don't look good and I made fun of Frank Gore and even though he's I think now the ninth has been the most ninth most rushing yards ever in the NFL but he's certainly not helping that offensive line and buying time for Andrew Luck so Colts are suffering um, like I said the Vikings I was. Uh, stating how their defense was not a dominating defense and it's just a very very good defense on well, the first five games i was certainly wrong but it, after jay cutler put up 20 points against them monday night football that that prediction might be looking a little bit better so um Anyways, we'll we'll have to. I guess I guess we'll say the the jury's still out on that one. Is that fair, Junior?
0: Yeah, I think that's fair. I think the jury's still out on that one. I think um, we got to see what they're gonna do in the second half of the season. If this was just a, a little bit of a slump, or if it turns into a trend and they don't end up being the team they've been for the first five weeks of the season.
1: Yeah, we got to see what they they got to fix that offensive line because um, that was that's atrocious and that that's been a problem since I think week two or three. Yeah. And last game, they lost their, their left guard. And I don't understand why they... I, I don't know if they, they didn't try to get Joe Thomas, but I think Joe Thomas would have helped them out a lot.
0: I'm surprised they didn't get Joe Thomas because... Okay, maybe they didn't have the assets anymore because they, 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 they traded the first round a first-round pick, pick yeah, already. Could be. I could think be. that might have been it. But for me, it's like you go into the season, you make this super aggressive move, To trade for a quarterback because clearly... Time
1: time to double down.
0: It's time to double down, right? Because you already made that move and that move was made because clearly you thought this is our window. We're winning a Super Bowl now. I've got this defense that can dominate a game, but people are going to need to get paid and they're going to need to get paid pretty soon. So I'm pretty sure that's what the thought process was in Minnesota. And I'm kind of surprised, like you said, I'm kind of surprised they didn't double down even you're not going to get joe thomas maybe staley like there there were options out there i think for for left tackles um you're not going anywhere with with jake long uh i'm sorry the guy's a turnstile.
1: but uh yeah no i i was i was kind of at the trade deadline kind of waiting to hear hear of a big move happen and and unfortunately and i i heard that that trade being mentioned i thought it would make sense for both teams I mean, clearly the Browns aren't going anywhere anytime soon. And poor Joe Thomas has been there for what four or five seasons now, and
0: you know, maybe even a good. little longer. No, I think hasn't it he played his, I think he's played his whole career there. Could be. Joe. Um, I think Joe. I mean, the guy's been one of the best left tackles in football. He's been one of the better yeah, offensive linemen yeah, in football playing, for a yeah. long time, and he's been stuck on like the worst team.
1: So and and I mean, they, I know they stockpiled draft picks and. And other young guns, but they're nowhere near being ready. So I thought that uh, thought the Vikes would double down on that. Um, and then, yeah, I said the Patriots will take a step back. I believe I said they'll finish 10-6. and six. Could still happen. I mean, they're yeah. only 7-1. and one. It could still happen. <laughs> <clears throat> Luckily, their only loss came against the Bills. We had a nice little conversation about that. So
0: got that right. Yeah, you did. Yeah, but, you did.
1: But, uh, yeah, your pass look pretty good. We'll leave it at that.
0: Fair enough. You let's, want uh, our some
1: more or? let's make fun of our player picks some
0: more. Let's make fun of our player picks because these ones uh, were nowhere near as accurate as our as our team picks. Um, these were brutal. These are so bad. Uh, I took Diggs. Um, I he came roaring out of the gate with 285 yards in the first two games. I was looking like a genius then, um, and he no longer looks anywhere near that good. Uh, he's completely fallen off a cliff. He missed two games due to injury. But uh, I think this game against the Bears that he just played was the first game since week two that he got over 50 yards receiving. Uh, You know, it doesn't help. Like we just talked about, that offensive line doesn't help. I mean, he was doing a lot of damage downfield, and I don't think the court, you know, Bradford doesn't have time to sit in the pocket anymore. But still, what I liked about Diggs going into the season is his ability to make plays all over the field, and he just hasn't done that.
1: Yeah. I, I, uh, I was very high on on Randall Cobb and um well I think every other week we find a way to make fun of the Packers offense and how inept they are yeah. <laughs> so literally Randall Cobb has now been replaced by Ty Montgomery so Randall Cobb is now a poor man's Ty Montgomery so <laughs> it's quite uh, <laughs> quite ridiculous so yeah, so so I'm glad we didn't draft him in fantasy junior. Good job not getting Randall Cobb.
0: Thank you, thank you. Although I kind of w- still kind of wish I would have grabbed uh, Kevin Benjamin, but it's okay. Yeah. Deshaun Jackson's yeah. turned into Julian Edelman, so that might end up being all right. That's pretty
1: good. That's pretty good.
0: I can't say that I'm uh, that I'm not pleased with that. Okay, so uh, the other, you know. My second player here is uh, Jadavian Clowney. Uh, I think this is probably my best player pick. Um, I, I said he was going to be fun to watch. I said it was a make or break year for him to prove that he was worth the first overall pick. Um, I think he's like delivered-ish. Uh, you know, Watt hasn't, you know, Watt got hurt. He's got big shoes to fill there. And, uh, you know, three and a half sacks, nine tackles for a loss. He's been solid, but, but not, not, not elite.
1: A, not an explosive dominating No. Uh, changing the game for the Texans no no
0: no, he definitely uh, I don't think he's living up to that number one pick but he's been okay but again if we're going by my prediction I said it was make or break for him to prove that he's that elite guy and I I don't think that's going to end up happening
1: yeah interestingly my my linebacker the linebacker that I chose Telvin Smith has has not performed nearly as well as as I thought I mean that's just the Jacksonville defense as a whole is been quite terrible. So I um, have not seen him make those explosive plays that he did last year and uh, the picks and the pick sixes and everything that I thought that he did last year I thought he was going to do this year and do even better with the, with the young players that they surrounded him with, but um, that has not panned out.
0: No, I think that defense kinda of pulled the wool over everybody's eyes. I think everybody was kind of excited to see what they were gonna do, especially with the addition of uh, Ramsey and, and uh Miles Jack and Yeah. It hasn't worked and out. In that, that way.
1: division. In that division. Yeah, too. I
0: know. I mean but you get to face Brock just, Osweiler twice, you get to Yeah. yeah. Uh it just has not happened. No. My my last player pick uh was Ely And he's been largely ineffective this season. Uh, No sacks as of yet. Uh, There's still hope. Been been pretty much a non-factor rushing the passer through the first eight games. Um, I'm pretty disappointed. He really flashed for me in the Super Bowl. I thought like, wow, this guy's got, you know, he's got the stuff. He can break out and it really hasn't translated. Although coming out of the bye against the cards you got a pick and they moved him onto the to the left side of the line and it, that seemed to work a little better he was gener- generating a lot more pressure so maybe this this prediction can come to fruition in the second half but uh, I'm not gonna hold my breath
1: we can go one for six
0: <laughs> for player picks yes yeah
1: one for six for player picks because my player was Sammy Watkins yeah I was very excited to watch him go deep and make sick grabs and Break cornerbacks' ankles by taking them out, but uh, yeah, well, we know he got injured and his foot, and then you know, going through a walk through, a Bills player stepped on his foot, and he hasn't played in five weeks. So
0: yeah, that's yeah, a, that's been a sad career so far.
1: That's a tough, yeah, that's a tough break. I'm really, gr- I'm really happy we traded up nine places to grab him fourth overall that year. Really happy about that.
0: Yeah, that's that's not looking great. No, I mean, maybe right maybe now. one of these years he'll play ten games.
1: Yeah, sad thing <laughs> is he'll put up. Sad thing is he'll he'll put up thirteen hundred yards in those ten
0: games. Oh no, the guy. There's it's unquestionable that he's, he's oozes talent. But I mean, at one point, just, health yeah. becomes a talent. You know. Yeah,
1: yeah, I agree. Okay, let's change that. Uh, that depressing player selection. Okay, because, let's
0: uh, let's do some uh, let's do some new predictions. Let's, All right. let's use this as a springboard. Um, let's let's look at divisions. Want to pick division winners?
1: Yeah, let's do it.
0: All right. Um, I'm going to start us off in the AFC West. Uh, okay. This is arguably the toughest one to pick. Um, it should be really fun down the stretch because the Broncos and the Raiders play each other twice in the second half. And uh, and the Raiders traveled a mile high in the last game of the season. Uh, so, if I'm going to make my pick, my heart says to pick the Raiders. Uh, my my brain says I should probably pick the Broncos, and Al, the gambler in me, thinks that the Chiefs at plus two hundred look really nice. <laughs> Touche. <Touché. laughs> but uh, ultimately, ultimately, I'm gonna say the uh, the Broncos take it. They've uh, they've looked good on defense, really? and and I don't know if uh, if the Raiders can hold them off. I think they're just gonna pull it out. They're they're an experienced team. They got they got good bets on the defensive side of the ball, and I think they're just gonna find a way to close out the season and win that division.
1: All right, well then, uh, I I, have, I think the Raiders are going to do it. Uh, I think coming out of the best division in football, I think they're going to find a way to do it. Uh, a young team that's finding ways to win um, the game against the Buccaneers that gave you a heart attack, missing two field goals, but still <sighs> finding a way to get it done in overtime with a touchdown. Uh, Derek Carr has been better and better every week. That offense is humming. Um and the line actually moved this uh, this week with the uh, with the Broncos coming to town went to minus one and a half. So uh, so Vegas thinks the Raiders are going to beat the Broncos, and I think uh, they go up seven and two, a game and a half up. I think they'll find a way to close out that division. So um, I like the Raiders.
0: I think that's definitely going to be the game of the weekend.
1: I also I also the gambler me took them preseason at five to one so i'm really hoping that one comes through
0: yeah that's gonna be a a nice little payout there um okay let's move on to a a, an easier division um al who's your afc east pick Uh,
1: yeah yeah the patriots are gonna do it yes yes they're Uh, just too good and tom brady is is too mean right now and unbelievable
0: yeah yeah for sure uh, but, but I, think if, I, think if, I think if I think if mm. I
1: think I got to ask a question why the trade why the trade for the oh. third round pick no one can understand this
0: I I wish I had a just a great answer for you but that's a it's a tough one to I, I really um I struggle with that one a little bit it's kind of weird to trade one of your best defensive players mid-season when you're looking prime yeah. to make a Super Bowl run um I know I mean the Mike Lombardi who's on uh FS one who's worked with the Patriots as recently as last year kind of pointed a finger at the fact that Jamie Collins likes to freelance a lot on defense. Um, Bill Belichick and freelancers don't go hand in hand. <laughs> so I, I think also there. I mean there have been rumors about the fact that he was asking for ridiculous money. I don't know if I believe that Jamie Collins wanted Von Miller money, but I think it was it was a, a situation where they probably you know bill was never going to pay him ridiculous money he doesn't he doesn't pay guys I know, especially but why, guys why I that, trade him now I, I don't get why they traded him now i guess it's the, the immediate I, value of having I a heard, pick in hand as opposed to a a conditional pick in in 2018 he gets a pick in 2017 it's a third round i know it's a third round it's it's, it's I know tough. Bill,
1: I know Bill. can do miracles with their real picks. I'm not making fun of your coach. Don't no, 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 a, don't no, no. I'm I'm not taking Al. This is. I'm just is, saying uh, that it's it's I, I, I couldn't believe the timing of it. Uh,
0: it's puzzling, but I mean if yeah. he's he's been like in the game against the Bills, he got benched early for Landon Roberts because he he was freelancing and he totally whiffed on a on a tackle and was out of position and it led to a huge play by the. Uh, by Tyrod running up the middle, and I think I don't know. I, obviously, I'm gonna say it's just something behind closed doors, maybe. Um, maybe, maybe. You know, maybe they didn't like his attitude. I don't know. It's it's a it's a tough one. I mean, Bill's made a lot of um, a lot of head scratching trades over the years. He's gotten rid of a, a lot of guys, maybe a year two early, which usually pays off in the end. But
1: they, yeah, it usually does. So I I mean, who am I to question him? It's just this one was was. Seemed very aggressive to me.
0: Yeah, honestly any other coach, and I would say that this is like a ridiculously stupid move. Uh not to say that it's yeah. a genius move because Bill Belichick did it. It's just that he's got the track record, so I'm not gonna lose my shit over it. Um But yeah, honestly, like I was I was confused, a little upset. I, I honestly I like watching Jamie Collins play football. He's an exciting football player. Um and I, I really thought he was a, a major piece on the defensive side of the ball. So I don't know, we'll see how that pans out long term. Uh I'm just happy he ended up trading him to the Browns. The Browns, yeah. So, you know, he can go on and, and have a, a killer season defensively. It's not gonna hurt us in the playoffs. So, you know, uh, that's 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 as yeah, much as I can say about that.
1: He'd look he look great in the Steelers uniform.
0: Oh, he certainly would. He'd look good on a lot of on a lot of AFC teams defenses. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm glad yeah. he's uh I'm glad he's in Cleveland. I mean, it was inevitable that at the end of the season he was going to go somewhere else. I really didn't think they were going to re-sign him. I, Hightower was always uh, the guy they were going to keep because he's he's the captain of the defense. He calls the plays, and he's a Check type guy. He's kind of in that, like, Brewski, McGinnis kind of uh, mold. That's
1: that's generous.
0: Uh, I don't know about that, man. He's made a lot of really, really big plays. Anyways. That's, uh, okay, let's move on to the AFC North. Um, personally, I think the North is the Steelers race to lose. Uh, they get to play the Ravens twice, the Browns twice, and they got the Colts and the Giants in the second half of the season.
1: Uh. Yeah, I mean, I, it even seems like Big Ben is coming back this weekend. If he does, I don't see them losing to the Ravens. And uh, Yeah, I completely agree. It's the Steelers to lose.
0: Yeah, like the Bengals don't have the toughest schedule down the stretch, but they you know, they got to make up uh, a deficit in – and yeah, Steelers just have a cakewalk. So yeah, that's that's an yeah. easy one.
1: And and Mike Tomlin down the stretch always finds ways to get the most of his players and the most out of his team to find them in the playoffs. So yeah, for sure. I I don't see why this year would be any any different.
0: Okay, let's wrap up the AFC with the biggest dumpster fire division in the NFL, the AFC South. Yeah. Um, Al, I still want to ban them from the playoffs. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still on board with that idea
1: I am I love that because that increases the chances that the Bills make the playoffs so I'm, I'm, I'm with you man
0: yeah let's go three you know let's start the three wild cards and <laughs> eliminate whatever division looks this crappy at this point in the season um,
1: it's a, if you win the division you have to have 10 wins to qualify for the playoffs no.
0: I, agree. I agree I would love that
1: it's as simple as that
0: yeah if you don't have 10 so, wins next best wild card team is in that's yeah. it, that's all.
1: Yeah, that's it, that's all. I like that. Because I do think winning a division means something, but not winning it when you're going to finish 7-9 or 8-8, eight eight, you don't deserve to make the playoffs at that point.
0: Yeah, if you're the so. best team out of a bunch of losers, you don't deserve to be in the NFL playoffs. Yes. Plain yes, and simple. Exactly. There are better teams yeah. out there, and, and I want I want playoff <laughs> games to mean something. I want them to be competitive. I I hate it when teams just back into the playoffs. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but, but
1: even last year, the Texans what the Texans were nine and seven.
0: Yeah, the Texans were nine and seven, and that division was garbage, and yeah, the they Colts looked eight and eight like garbage. Yeah. They in that game against yeah. Kansas City, they looked like garbage. Yeah. So
1: yeah, I, I agree with that.
0: Um. That. Okay, but if we got to pick it, I guess I'm gonna say the Texans hang on by a thread and win that division with like an eight and eight or maybe a nine and seven like last year.
1: All right, I uh, I think the Titans are gonna do it. I. The way they run that ball, and I think Mariota's got to play better. He's got to play as well as he did last year. And I just kind of looked at the at the schedule quickly. They have The Titans have the Chargers, Packers, Colts, Bears, Browns, Chiefs, Jags, and the Texans, Texans' last game of the season. I see four wins there. And I went through the Texans' schedule. I only found three wins there. So that means the Titans would edge them out as long as they beat them the last game of the season.
0: Well, I'd like to see that because I think the Titans are a more exciting team to watch. Uh, I personally like watching the Marco Murray run. I think Mariota, when he's on, is a really fun football player. Brock Osweiler just bores me to death. Uh, like, yeah. the grass grows three inches before he gets through his fucking reeds. Uh, yeah. It's, yeah, but uh, the thing is, that I'm and like... And it's artificial turf. And it's artificial turf, <laughs> so... <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I, I would be happy if the Titans could win it. I was just I was really disappointed, like we talked uh last week about them not being able to to beat the Colts. Um they should have they should have already been in the driver's seat of this division, yeah. if you ask me. I know that that's and, a
1: big I know that was a big loss for them.
0: So, I don't know. I yeah, maybe you you know, you're right. They have a they have got favorable matchups down the stretch, so maybe you know, that, that gets it done for them. The fact that they don't have to play any tough teams. They got a couple of uh, you know Decent matchups. I'd like to see that. Honestly, I'd like to see that.
1: Yeah. Yeah. All right. All right the NFC.
0: NFC East, start there? Sure. All right. Um, <coughs> so, you know, the Cowboys have looked like one of the best teams in the NFL. Uh, but it's still a relatively tough division. I mean, I can't say that the Giants and the Redskins are impressive, but Giants and Eagles are 4-3. and three. Skins are sitting at four, three, and one. Um, it's an it's an interesting division.
1: It, it's very interesting. I did not imagine it would be this competitive at this point.
0: No, I think uh, even you know going into the season, um, I don't know that anybody thought the Cowboys would be this good.
1: Um, no, I don't think anyone did.
0: And you know, the Eagles as well are quite a shocker. With you know, Carson Wentz had some some awesome games in the beginning of the season. He slowed down a little bit, but that defense still looks really good.
1: Yeah, I'm very impressed with the Eagles defense, I got to say.
0: And everybody's above 500. Um ultimately though, I think I think Zeke Elliott and that offensive line are just too good for the Cowboys not to win the division cuz I think yeah. every other team just has one or two glaring weaknesses that'll keep them from from overcoming uh the 2-point def- uh, the 2-game deficit, but it's that's a that's that's one of the better divisions in the NFC
1: yeah and kind of I, I agree I think Dallas is going to do it and kind of to build off your point that Dallas's glaring issues was how bad the defense was last year and somehow the defense has been significantly better this year I know we spoke about me Mo Claiborne being a little bit better and and a healthy Sean Lee and I, I guess they're you know they're just getting the job done and then yeah Zeke is just dominating right now and and that offensive line, and it's allowed their young rookie quarterback to look like a four-year veteran playing really solid. So they got the Browns this weekend, and I think they're going to go two and a half games up on everyone else and cruise to an NFC. Win.
0: Yeah, NFC. all they got to do then is take care of business in their division games, and yeah. uh, and then they're looking really good. Not only exactly. that, I mean, I I see them. I can see them top taking one of the top two seats. I can see them yeah, having no, a home field. Getting, advantage. A buy.
1: getting a buy, we're gonna sell some playoff tickets. It's gonna be great.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully. You'll you'll especially with I th- I think with Dak and and, and Zeke that it'll uh, those tickets are gonna be hot in the playoffs. I don't think yeah, have I have a hard so. time selling those tickets. I hope so. Okay. Uh, NFC West. the the mighty have fallen a little bit this is uh this is one of the was one of the best divisions of football for a couple years there uh now i'd say only the seahawks look decent yep that's fair
1: yep that's i i actually wrote out lucky their division blows
0: yeah absolutely no
1: one else could catch them that's what i wrote there's i'm not impressed with the seahawks i mean that defense could turn around and, and, well, I mean, the defense is playing well, but, um, I mean, that offense could turn around at any point in time and and then, you know, they'll, they'll be a solid team. But, I mean, luckily, the Cards suck and the Rams suck. and The
0: 49ers. Well, you know, but the
1: Niners, you know, <laughs> luckily, they, they don't have any competition, so.
0: Yeah, no, I think they're shoo-in to make the playoffs just because that division is so bad, but... Um, yep. The defense is going to continue to be good. They have been good. Um, they, they didn't have their best game against the Saints on the weekend, but that offensive line I don't see getting better. I mean, maybe with Russell Wilson's ankle and knee and whatever the heck else is ailing him gets better by playoff time, but if he can't scramble around and buy an extra three, four seconds that way, I, I just don't know how this know offense is going to get yeah, good. Yeah, how
1: it's going to roll, I know, I know.
0: Uh, yeah, so I don't know. I don't... Thomas
1: Rawls could be the answer, though.
0: If Thomas Rawls is the answer, he's going to save our fantasy football season.
1: Yep, we're hanging on by a thread, Jr. Oh,
0: man, are we ever. It's <coughs> the most patchwork team we've ever had, and we've had some yeah. pretty patchwork at yeah. NFL fantasy teams. We're
1: really, we're really testing the limits.
0: Yeah, scraping the bottom of the barrel. Um, Okay. NFC North? NFC North. Let's do the NFC North. Um, Al, I mean... A few weeks ago, this division kind of looked like it was wrapped up, no? And, and Completely agree. Now it's one of the tighter races. Um, those back-to-back Vikings losses, it puts them only a game up on the Packers, and the 4-4 four four Lions can can jump right back into the race if they find a way to beat the Vikings on Sunday.
1: Yep. So you're taking the Lions?
0: Uh, no, I'm definitely not taking the <laughs> Lions. I'm not taking the Lions, but this is... I. You know what? I felt like I wanted to make one kind of bold division prediction and I'm going to make it here and I'm going to take the Packers it's not it's not the craziest pick but I haven't loved the Packers this season we've talked about it a lot I don't I don't like their offense as much as uh, I did a few years ago Um, but there's something there's something missing in in Minnesota the last couple weeks Um, I could be off base it could just be a slump like we said before and, and they'll bounce back but the offensive line is such a worry for me. I think they really missed out on an opportunity to to fix that at the deadline because one of the most difficult positions to replace on a football team, I think, it's the left tackle. Um, if you and they already had a pretty average to bad left tackle to start the season, and then the <clears> replacement <throat> level after that is just a whole you know a whole new level. Um they're going to struggle to put up points. I mean, they don't have they don't have Adrian Peterson, which didn't seem to matter at the beginning of the year, but now that you're, you know, struggling with time in the pocket, it would be nice to have a, a dependable running back. Um that defense is really really good. Um one of the best in the NFL, but But not dominating. <laughs> but not dominating apparently. No, really. I mean, they gave up 20 to Jay Cutler who hadn't played in weeks and a Bears offense that's just Putrid, to say the least. So, I don't know. Their
1: I, offense looked good on Monday night.
0: It did, yeah. But come on, you're going to tell me that's a good offense?
1: No, but they. I, I was impressed with some of their play calls that they made. They Pulling all they, the they stops? Did, no, they, they did third and eight on the Vikings 40, and they did a fake screen. And yeah. I, there was a couple plays there that I, I, I was impressed. I was impressed.
0: But, I but, mean, talent-wise, that defense should be able to they should be able to erase the bears
1: like I told you I felt that, that night that the Vikings offense was on the field when their defense was actually on the field I truly b- believe that yeah. because I was waiting for a pick six at any point in time I was waiting for them to just cause fumble after fumble it didn't happen obviously but um, I I truly felt that their offense was on the field when their defense was on the field so and th-
0: another reason why I see them taking a step back is I can't like their offense just hasn't been able to sustain drives. And if no matter how good a defense is, if you're on the field all the time, you're going to get gassed it Takes a toll. Yeah. And, and you're not going to be able, you know, on a, on a, on a quarter to quarter basis, it gets tougher and tougher and on a week to week basis. If your offense is always, you know, going three and out, not finding, you know, in the beginning of that bears game, how many times did they just go three and out and they didn't move the ball and they put the, you know, they put their defense right back on the field. It doesn't matter how good you are after a certain amount of times of getting put back on the field on short rest, you're going to get gassed and you're going to get taken advantage of. So I, I'm going to take the Packers.
1: It's interesting. I, I was also debating between the Vikings and the Packers, but I'm, I'm going to go with the Vikings. And, uh, and here's why Packers have not impressed me very much offensively. They don't have a run game. It, it falls squarely on a rod shoulders. And although he's been doing better in the last two weeks, um, I still feel like they're not hundred uh, percent clicking on offense and I don't believe in their defense one bit um, and to me a defense wins championships and the Vikings the Vikings and the Eagles probably have the two best defenses right now in the NFL your Patriots will be third but um, <laughs> so I, I feel like I, I feel like these two weeks have been bad weeks and I, I feel like this is just the classic case of overreaction. Um, I think the Vikings get shit done this weekend against the Lions and um, and start riding the ship a little bit. Also, North Turner's gone. I think that's a good thing. I've so,
0: never been a North Turner fan.
1: Yeah, so I think I think that's a good thing. And sometimes just changing of the leadership a little bit, some new vision. I, I agree their offensive line is bad and they can't run the ball. And I'm not a huge Sam Bradford fan, but I do think they have enough weapons in place to put up 17, 20 points and win football games down the stretch. So I'm I'm sticking with the Vikings on this one to win the division.
0: Yeah, that's fair. That was It was a tough call. I think it's going to be one of the more yeah, fun it's, divisions it's, to watch down the yeah. stretch. Um, yeah. So we're left with the NFC South. Um I think uh, I have to go. I have to go with the Falcons here. I yeah.
1: I don't the, think we have to say anything else.
0: Yeah, the Saints' defense is not good. The Saints are also like they're Jekyll and Hyde in terms of being at home or on the road. Uh, maybe the Panthers figured something out over the bye, but they've just they're in such a big hole that it's going to be very just, difficult. Yeah.
1: I just think they're too far behind, and the Bucks aren't ready yet, and yeah. the Saints aren't that good defensively, so if it's it, really the Falcons one to lose.
0: Yeah, like the You're only like three way three and a
1: half games up, right?
0: Like three and a half games up, and the only way, if let's say, let's say the Panthers defense we saw on the weekend against the Cardinals, like let's say that's that's the Panthers defense for the rest of the season. Rivera figured something out; their defense is back on track. It would still take. The Falcons to shit the bed, for them to to take over the division. Like they need the Falcons to drop games that they shouldn't be dropping, in order yeah, to, which, to overcome them.
1: Which the Falcons did last year.
0: They did. They did do that last year. So it's not out. It's like it's not out of the realm of possibility. <coughs> but uh, Matt Ryan's been playing well. Um, the run game has been very good, and Julio Jones. He's he's Julio Jones. He's look he's looked phenomenal.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: And Sunu's a good bookend for them. It uh, gives them a, a solid option. So I, I think that one's kind of uh, not the most yeah, difficult one's... pick.
1: Yeah, I agree.
0: All right, you want to make some trophy predictions? Yeah. Let's do this. Let's start off with Offensive Player of the Year. Uh, Who do you got?
1: I got Matt Ryan. Matty Ice. Matty Ice gave me the perfect uh, segue to talk about. Right now, the best QB in the NFL by a mile. Uh,
0: you eat your words, sir. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Statistically, I'm kidding, I'm anyways. Kidding. Well, when but, he's got uh, a four, he's got a four game lead. Uh...
1: Yeah, yeah, but I mean, the average. I know. I'm. Okay. He's still all right. Um, well, he's leading the NFL That's almost 3,000 yard passing already. He's averaging 330 yards a game.
0: Yeah, Matt Ryan's Um, killing it.
1: Yeah, 23 TDs, four picks. His QBR is at 119. The next closest is only at 105. I honestly didn't look up your boy Tom Brady, so Tom Brady could be up there. That's uh, bad on me. But the stat that jumped out the most to me was uh, yards per attempt highest in the NFL at 9.5. Nope. So, no? Tom Brady. Tom Brady? Uh, see, I didn't look I'm gonna, Tom Brady.
0: I'll get to that. But okay. Uh, Matt, that Ryan, Matt Ryan. No, he's not my offensive player.
1: Where's Brady at then?
0: We'll, we'll get to Brady.
1: Okay, okay. But, um, but, yeah, just the way he's been getting it done. And uh, I've actually uh, did a bit of research and found out that, you know, like Julio Jones being easily top three best wide receivers in the league but maddie maddie actually has a better qbr throwing to his other wide receivers
0: that's impressive when
1: he throws to julio jones so you know it it means that he's that i mean obviously the coverage is, is is skewed towards towards jones um but that he's actually going through his progressions and finding the open guy and hitting them so and and the thing is these other weapons are not nearly as impressive as they were in the past. I mean, uh, Hooper is not Tony Gonzalez. No. Sinu is good, but he's not Roddy no, White. No, he's
0: not Roddy White.
1: And they don't even have a third wide receiver, whereas they used to have Harry Douglas, who was a pretty bang up third wide receiver. So
0: Well, their you know, third wide receiver right now, I think it's Talvin Coleman, no?
1: Yeah, but I mean
0: No, I know, I'm just running I'm talking back, I'm talking but, like receiving yeah, yards correct. wise.
1: Yeah. But I meant more as a as a, as a pure.
0: Third no, I'm I'm backing your point here as saying yeah. that like that there really isn't like when you're yeah, running exactly. back as yeah, your third leading receiver, you you're not too deep at the wide receiver position.
1: Yeah, exactly. So um, so I I was pretty impressed about about hearing about that, and their old line has been doing a little bit better. Their defense has been pressuring the quarterback, so he has been getting more up, opportunities with the ball. But uh, really been impressed with what he's done so far this year. So that's, that's my pick as of right now for Offensive Player of the Year.
0: Yeah, that's a good pick. Um, and, yeah, the defense has been putting up some pressure recently, but they haven't really been keeping teams off the board. So Matt Ryan's shouldered a lot of the, ro- uh, the load there. Um, yeah. My Offensive Player of the Year so far, I'm going to go with A.J. Green. Um, I spoke about him last week after he had that crazy <clears throat> performance against the Browns. He followed that up with uh, with his 400-yard game. He put up over 120 yards against the Redskins in London. Um, for most of the season, A.J. Green's been pretty much the only weapon the Bengals' offense have. Uh, yet he's still finding a way pro- to produce. Uh, making all kinds of circus catches, making them look pretty routine, if you ask me. And uh, he's done it all without a good supporting cast. I mean, Jones... Uh, took off and he's crushing it in detroit sanu we just talked about is playing with uh with matty ice uh, opposite julio jones and uh tyler eiferts missed most of the season so you know there's he's he's taking on most of the coverage yet still finding ways to make plays um obviously there's, there's a lot of there's been a lot of great offensive performances this season i think you could talk about uh, ezekiel elliott in this position or uh or, you know, David Johnson. But uh, I, I really I really like what Green's doing. Uh, he's probably going to finish in the top three in receptions and yards this season. So I, I think he deserves to be in this conversation.
1: Yeah, that's a great pick. I, I'm one of those guys that doesn't get the recognition and, and getting valued as much as that he deserves, right? He's, he just quietly does his thing week after week. And I guess because he plays in Cincinnati or... I'm not quite sure why, but he doesn't have yeah, that a bit recognition more that those. Right? Yeah, he's not a flashy wide receiver and doesn't garnish the uh, the attention that the other wide receivers.
0: Yeah, definitely. Oh. Hello, did I lose you there for
1: right. a sec? I I don't know. I got all scratchy again.
0: All right. Um, let's let's do defensive player of the year.
1: All right. I like uh, Marcus Peters.
0: Marcus I, Peters.
1: Uh, yeah. I. This year, he's uh, he's matching his performance from last year where he had eight picks and two TDs and a forced fumble. This year's already up to five picks. And I'm going to make a bold prediction here that um, he's going to get more picks this weekend than Blake Borders will throw TDs.
0: <laughs>
1: what do you think about
0: that? I, that's a bold prediction. I like that. I so like that prediction.
1: If Bortles threw... Throws two picks, uh, two TDs. Saint Marcus Peters gonna get three picks, baby. So, um, so at the end of this weekend, it's possible he matches his his uh, interception total for last year. But uh, <coughs> excuse me. Uh, I mean, the guy's just been playing amazing. Eleven pass deflections, and uh, I think that defense still uh, still a little banged up. Derek Johnson and Tamba are still. Um, practicing on a limited basis and uh, Justin Houston is going to be back at some point just going to give him more opportunities for him to pick the ball off uh, I really think he's the uh, he's the Ed Reed of this generation he's just a pure ball hawking player so uh, anyone that can turn the ball over that often uh, gets my vote for defensive player of the year
0: that's a fair pick I like that um yeah, defensive player of the year. I think uh, anytime you start this conversation, the first question you gotta ask is, is J.J. Watt playing? Because when he's healthy, I feel like nobody else even gets considered. Yeah, um, that's true. It's kind of like the you know, <coughs> do we give it to J.J. Watt or not kind of award. Um, but since this year it can't be Watt, um, I think I think it's Von Miller. Uh, I think it's Von Miller, and I was I, debating. I don't that was, think that it's was my second. I don't think it's close. I, I like I like the Marcus Peters pick. I think when it comes down to how people are going to cast their votes, I think it's going to go Von Miller. Uh, he's second in the NFL in sacks, but beyond that, he's just been completely disruptive every game, almost every snap. Uh, teams know going into games that they got to slow him down. They got to find a way to you know to stop Von Miller, and just somehow nobody can figure that out. Nobody knows how to stop Von. Um, for me, he's just been the most dominant defensive player in the NFL, game in, game out. It's just the most consistent. Uh, he's a big reason why that defense continues to dominate, why that defense is able to come up with pick sixes left, right, and center, because he's just in guys' faces all the time. And then when he's getting like double and triple teams, he's opening up space for his other uh, edge rushers. So I don't know. I've just been uh, been really impressed with Von Miller. It's a couple years, he's been amazing. Now, but this season, I think is really uh, is worthy of a Defensive Player of the Year.
1: Can't argue against that pick.
0: All right, Coach.
1: Coach, I got uh, Jack Del Rio, the Oakland Raiders. <clears throat> so right now they have the 26th. Uh, sorry, the sixth best offense, both in yards and points per game. Uh, Their defense is a little less impressive. But like we've been saying, it's got to come through at some point now. Um, But something else that kind of impressed me was the offense, how balanced it is. I mean, we always praise Derek Carr, and they have the fourth-best throwing attack right now in the NFL. But they're eighth in rushing. And that kind of surprised me with their committee of backs, and I'm not quite sure how they're doing that. But anyways, happy to see that they're balanced. A perfect five and O oh on the record. So one and two at home, still five home games left to go. So yeah. if you find a way to go four and one down the stretch at home, I mean right there, you're already at ten wins. So I really feel like they're in a great position to do well. And the thing is they're leading the NFL in a stat, in a category you don't want to lead the NFL in as most penalties in the NFL. They've given up fifteen penalties for first downs. So your defense is staying on the field longer than it needs to, but they're still finding ways to win football games. That impresses me. And I love the gutsy calls that he's done so far this year. We all remember that two points, uh, going for the two-point conversion against the Saints. He's gone for a punt fake uh, against the Chiefs that was successful, uh, then did it again to keep the ball away from the Jags uh, to clinch that game. It helps that they have a black punter, so he runs really fast. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> but still, it was quite impressive. So I, I really like the the gutsy calls that uh, that Jack Del Rio is making so far, and uh, really like that team. <laughs> the only hit is obviously the defense. Um, the scheme's got to improve. He's got to get more out of those players, but I think that's gonna happen down the stretch.
0: Yeah, I think it would be fun to see if he can get that defense really clicking, then uh, the Raiders are going to be a team to be reckoned with down the stretch. And like yeah, you said, I said, I, I, I like that 5-0 on the road. That's a, really nice, uh, that's a really nice stat. It's a good yeah, record it's funny to that have.
1: Joey, it's funny that Joey never picks them to win.
0: Serious. He's, <laughs> he's always looking at these road warriors, and not once has he thrown the, the Raiders up there.
1: Not once.
0: Oh, Joey. Okay.
1: Who's your coach?
0: My coach of the year uh, is, is going to Belichick. Uh,
1: of course it is.
0: Of course. No, but uh, uh, hear me out. creative. Hear me out. Oh, creative. Belichick rarely wins coach of the year. And I think, look, I think it's pretty much universally agreed upon that he's the best coach in the NFL. But because of that, it takes like a really special season for him to win coach of the year. Just, just winning 12 games or whatever is like, nobody's impressed by that anymore, right? It doesn't yes. earn him anything. Yeah. It's um, expected out of him. It is, right? So he's kinda like he's starting on a different level where they expect, yeah. you know, you gotta go undefeated or you gotta win, you know, fourteen games and win a Super Bowl or whatever it is. Um but I think the coaching job he did without Brady in the first four weeks, and then he lost Garoppolo, you know, in the second game, and he had to win, you know, he had to win finish out that game with Brissett and win the next game with Brissett. I think that was pretty uh pretty impressive. Uh the Pats are front runners in the AFC and they won't have, they wouldn't have that record if it wasn't for you know Belichick's coaching job in the beginning of the season. So I think uh, it's one of those years where, on top of you know already being the best coach in the NFL, he he really pushed himself ahead.
1: I'm not going to compliment your coach.
0: I wasn't—I wasn't expecting it, but <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, let's let's move on to MVP then.
1: <laughs> All right. You want me to start? Yeah, go for it. Well, I'm going with Ezekiel Elliott, rookie running back. Um, I've been praising him since, uh, well, pretty much since the beginning of the year. Been terribly impressed with what he's done so far, almost at 800 yards rushing, five TDs. Um, and last week, the Eagles' defense shut him down. I mean, it was a rough game, but he still managed to get 96 yards and four receptions. So <clears throat> even in a game where he did not play well, he still had a major impact in the game stuff like that impresses me um and then just looking at the cowboys as a whole right now sitting at six and two and last year at this point they were two and five and essentially and they're also six and two missing des bryan for three games so um a lot has fallen on his shoulders and he's been able to carry the load um... <coughs> 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 Sorry about that. No worries. And uh, so yeah, so uh, last year at this point they were two and five, and uh, now sitting at six and two. Quite impressed and thinking that they really haven't had that many pieces change positively for them versus the team that they had last year versus this year. Um, pretty much the same defense. Uh, maybe the guys are playing a little bit better. Maybe they're playing a little harder for Dak. Uh, same offense as last year, except Dak is replacing Romo and. And Elliott's the lead running back, so I really feel like he deserves a lot of the credit to their early success so far this year.
0: And they haven't had Dez around.
1: And they haven't had Dez, yeah. And they've been missing Dez.
0: So. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Uh, yeah, Ezekiel Elliott's the main reason that team has uh, <coughs> turned it around.
1: <coughs> Sorry.
0: Um, well, I talked about Brady earlier, and this is where I'm going to talk about him uh, for MVP. Um. Yes, the Pats had a winning record without him, but he's taken the offense from a middle of the pack, 20 points a game, in his absence to 34 points a game, and probably the most dangerous offense in football right now. Um, He's the most accurate quarterback in the league, completing 73% of his passes. He leads the league in passer rating with 1339 uh, he's got that nine. That
1: shatters Matty Ice.
0: That shatters Matty Ice. And that shatters, if, I mean, okay, granted, there's still a half of a season left to play. But if his passer rating stays anywhere near that, it would shatter the single season record. Uh, he's leading the league in yards per attempt. Um, and he's second only to Matty Ice in yards per game with 330. He's on pace to finish the season with 36 TDs and he missed four games. Uh, and he hasn't thrown an interception yet. Um, he hasn't
1: thrown a pick
0: yet. He hasn't thrown a pick yet. That's uh, four games, he got 12 touchdowns, no interceptions. He's already at like 1300 yards, 1400 yards, something like that. Um, and in all the efficiency metrics, he he leads the league. Uh, and he's been he's been surprisingly mobile uh, in the pocket this season. He's been running around. Running these bootlegs and throwing the ball deep downfield. You field. didn't just
1: say mobile, did you?
0: In 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 comparison to himself, if, if okay, you know what I yes, mean. I think
1: I think you need to say that because I don't want our listeners thinking he's the next Tyron Taylor. Or no, something.
0: no, no, no. I don't mean he's like, mobile. He's no. I don't mean it in that sense. I mean like for know, for Tom Brady, for a guy who many years uh, couldn't couldn't move at all, uh, it was pretty much stationary in the pocket, um, I think it's just, I find it incredibly impressive that he's he's worked on his his footwork, and been able to like, now he throws the ball better on the run, uh, the game against the Bills, he showed that, there was uh, the touchdown he threw to Amendola, he rolled out, and he threw that on the run, and it was a very accurate ball, and he hit uh, Edelman on a deep route, which got called back on a penalty, but he was scrambling, and he, he threw that one like, across his body down the field, um it for me <clears throat> it's crazy impressive for a guy at 39 years old to be having one of the best seasons of his career and uh yeah i just i think uh i think he's gonna keep this pace up he's got a lot of weapons to play with this year and i i, I see him taking the mvp
1: yeah it's very possible i can't wait for him to retire
0: <laughs> <laughs> i can imagine
1: all right so let's uh let's move to our bets quickly here so uh, last week um Last week, pretty successful week. You uh, you went one for one. I went two two and zero. Yeah. But but we won our first pro line bet.
0: Yeah, we so broke a crazy season. cold streak.
1: So uh, so we're hoping to turn that into some more cash.
0: I'm I'm still uh, a little bitter that the the Falcons weren't able to cover the spread and screwed us out of that hundred and forty dollar ticket. But
1: yeah yeah I was telling Vinny about that the other day and yeah pretty upset. That would have been fun. But anyways, we still we still got some profits, so let's um uh, let's make some picks for this weekend. I'll let you go first, Junior.
0: Okay, okay. Um I'm I'm gonna take a road team.
1: <laughs> yeah, I didn't know he was talking to Joseph DeLillo. I uh
0: I'm gonna take the Lions to cover six and a half. Okay. Um yeah, I just think I think that offensive line for for the Vikings, like we talked about, is they're just not going to be able to put up a lot of points. Um, I don't think it's going to be a high-scoring game, but I think uh, I think the Lions are going to keep it within a within touchdown.
1: I uh, Yeah, I don't hate that pick. I don't hate that pick. Getting the points, that's okay. Take a road team with six and a half, that's all right. Okay, I'm going to the Cowboys-Browns game over under set of 48 and a half. I like that over, baby. I feel like every single game the Browns find, find a way to keep it close and put points on the board. So I like them to put points on the board, and I think uh, I think the Cowboys are going to be able to run the ball and score some touchdowns themselves. So I see the I easily see seven touchdowns in this game. So I want the over and the Browns and the
0: Cowboys. I think the I think the Browns are going to go down as the best 0 and 16 team in history.
1: It might, it might
0: happen. <laughs> like, if you, comp- might happen. if you compare... Because I don't see too many games on their schedule that, like, look winnable for them. I think the Jets game was the one shot they had. I, but I it, thought so, too. If you compare this, like, the way their season <clears> has developed compared to, like, when the Lions went winless, like, it's such a... It's so night and day. Like, they're in every game. Like, you watch it, and if you're betting against them, you're like, oh, I can't believe the Browns are up by a touchdown right now. Like, there's, like they're just constantly making it competitive yet always falling flat on their faces somehow but they're just like always in every game like it's kind of yeah. crazy that they they might not win a game yeah Um. okay my uh, I, I went with over under in, uh, in my second pick as well um, I'm taking the over in the Indy Green Bay game it's 54 and a half it's a crazy I, crazy high line but you know, I had that one like you always say sometimes the line tells you where to bet and these are two teams with no defenses uh, and and two quarterbacks that like to sling the ball so I can see this game going over
1: yeah the only thing that worries me a bit about that game is it's in Green Bay correct? yes it is that's that's the only thing that worries me about it but but I I had it here as my third selection so so good pick and uh, my second pick the New Orleans Saints travel to San Francisco so I'm going to take the Saints no I'm not no I'm not I'm making fun of <laughs> say the road teams. I like the over under in that game 52 and a half the Saints have one of the worst defenses and Drew Brees puts up points like nobody's business if there's a game for Kaepernick to actually play well and to put up points against the team it's the Saints at home so I'm liking that game to go over 52 and a half
0: can not argue with that all right all right well this has been a a fun mid-season episode yeah i like it i like it went off of uh the format a little bit it was a it was a good time
1: yeah yeah good call sir all
0: right so uh we'll talk next week and we'll be back uh back to our usual
1: all right looking forward to it
0: cool take it easy
1: weekend yeah you too bye man
0: bye that's all for this week's episode. Thanks for listening to the Wildcards. Tune in next week, we'll be back to our regular format. Special thanks to Jeremy Romberg for providing the music for this podcast.